Do your eyes deceive you? Is that a person following you, slowly, and with murderous intent? No, it's just the mailman. Well, anyway, today we ask, is It Follows a spooky movie? Welcome back to a special series on our podcast, where this month we are on a quest to find movies that give us those spooky fall feels. With such a short amount of spooky month, it's important to decide which movies we should enjoy. So you join us every week this month as we ask the question, but is it a spooky movie? I'm your host, Ish, and with me my co-host, Nick. That's me. And for this week, we watched It Follows. Uh, a 2014, I will say classic at this point, right? Yeah, I think so. So, the movie, if I were to give it like a brief description, it's a sexually transmitted demon, an STD. I would say <laughs> if you have ever seen The Ring, uh huh, with the how you have to get someone else to watch the videotape, okay, meets the whole snail debacle. Where, oh. where if a snail follows you for the rest of your life, if it touches you, you die. You know, and this also gives me vibes of, like, the thing where you never know what exactly it's going to look like. Yeah, because it said it could look like uh, people you know. It could be anything that it fits the situation. Which, uh, on this time around, I was really trying to focus on what it decides to look like. Mm-hmm. Um I was reading somewhere that apparently the first time we see on screen, it's supposed to be Greg's mom, like when she's like the naked one that's like approaching them when they're in that abandoned building. But I don't know. I didn't get a good glance at her. Yeah, I didn't get a good glance at that one, but... The one I did recognize was um, the little boy that's always like peeping on the main girl. Yeah. He's um, like the one that bursts in the shack. The one that's in the pool scene at the end, that's her dad. Yeah, that's her dad. Um, the old lady one. I don't it, know. That I don't is. I don't think that's somebody. I could be wrong. I was like, maybe it's her grandma, because they did like when but, we see them in the house, they glance over like some family pictures and stuff. Yeah. But um when Jay's talking about the old lady one, she goes, There's this woman following me. So she didn't say uh. anything, so maybe she's just Maybe it is her. It looks like her, and she's confused. But I don't know. I don't know. It 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 is interesting. Um, because this movie starts off uh, as you describe it, like a cold opening, right? And right from the get go, you don't know exactly what's going on. Yeah, I like how we don't get to see the it mm-hmm. until Jay gets it. Yeah. It's like as if like you know you know because we don't have it we don't know what's yeah. going on we can't see it. There is a moment earlier in the film where I guess if you're watching this for the first time you wouldn't pick it up, but it's when they leave the movie theater and they're in the diner, and they like if you look out the window, you see someone walking towards them, like slowly, and this time around I was like oh is it the monster or whatever it is but. It wouldn't make sense if it is. Maybe it's just supposed to, like, for, like, people rewatching it to be like, oh, maybe that's something. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, unknown if that's the it following them and yeah. stuff like that. Because, like, uh, later on when they go to that school, the, yeah. uh, you see someone walking towards, they're cutting through the grass. Yeah. But they don't look any different. No. So you don't know. Because, because the scene ends before... Mm-hmm. 
we could find out, which I really like. Yeah, what I like about this movie is it leaves a lot to your imagination mm-hmm. as to um, what's real and not. Because if any any person that you see walking towards the camera, you're like, is that the monster? Is that like is that it? Is like is this it right now? But it could just be like a random person, and they do play like that gag a couple of times, where it's just like, oh no, it's that lady, it's that girl coming out of soccer practice or whatever. Yeah, which like I don't know like. This movie has a very low kill count. Yeah. But, I don't know, I think it's just, like, it does tension really well. Mm-hmm. That's something scary. Like, I work night shift, so when I see mm-hmm. someone just walking mm-hmm. outside, I'm like, what do they want? <laughs> so, rewatching this, and this is both of our times, like, I've seen it, I think this is my third time. Yeah, probably fourth or fifth for me. Yeah, um... Is it still as scary to you as it was the first time? Or now that you know what's coming, does it, like, take away some of the spooks? Um, not so much, like... I guess, like, yeah, it's not as scary. Because mm-hmm. I know, like... I, I did jump at one of the jump scares. Yeah. But that's just classic Nick jumping at everything. <laughs> but, um, I don't know. I think still the tension's there. It puts me in a mood, you know? Like, yeah. I was on edge going to my car that okay. night <laughs> really yeah ah. i usually do like when we watch like horror movies or stuff like that or even like thrillers uh like when i go to my car to go to work later mm-hmm. that night i'm always like looking over my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> so so it still puts me in the mood it might just be enhanced because it's october yeah but yeah um i think it still does a pretty good job it holds up pretty well yeah you know i never thought this movie was too spooky uh more eerie like, it gives me the creepy vibes. Yeah. Which I guess, like, that's almost, like, part of being spooky. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Because this isn't, like, your, um... It's not, like, a traditional horror movie. It's very unique in concept. It's very artsy, too. It is. And it's, like... And it feels like it's very low budget. And what I like about it the most is... Other than a few, like, terms that some of the characters say... You don't exactly know where this takes place. Yeah. Or, like, what time period. It's weird. It's, like, this ambiguous mm-hmm. 1960s to 2000s. Yeah, because... Be- because they're watching black and white TV mm-hmm. on a very old television. Yeah. Then the one character has, like, a, like a new age Kindle. Yeah, on the clamshell phone or whatever. It looks like a, a pocket mirror. Yeah, so... Yeah. And then there's a mix of cars. Yeah. Like, there's old... I, I, I don't know cars. Mm-hmm. Maybe call by resident car guy. <laughs> but uh, but then I think it's one of the cars in the cold open. Mm-hmm. Looks like a... It, it looks be, like a brand new car. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, it's pretty interesting. I like it. Like, none of the characters are whipping out cell phones. Mm-mm. So, you're not like, oh, what the fuck? Yeah. Uh, the first girl that gets killed in the cold opening, she has a cell phone. Because she's calling her dad. Oh, yeah. Uh, but no one else has one. And if other than, like, um, what's her name? Yara? Is it? Yeah, Yara. She's, like, the only one that... I don't know if that is a phone or if it's just, like, meant to be, like, a Kindle. Exactly. We don't know. But they do have technology. And I like how they don't really utilize a lot of it. Because it's mostly just them running away. In movies like this, I would I would expect them to do have like a research phase where they're like at libraries or something, like looking it up, like how to beat this thing. Well, I guess 
they have like a small one, it's more or less trying to find the person that the, gave yeah. it to her. So I guess um, should we just go over everything? Yeah. So like, it starts off with um, our the the main girl Jay getting like going on a date with someone. Uh, his name is Hugh. Jeff. I know it's Jeff. But, <laughs> but he tell but but, he he is, like, but he's going over a fake name. He's Hugh Jeff. And Hugh Jeffman. Yeah. And he's like kind of nice, I guess. Like he, he has something he, off about him. He's not a bad guy in the sense of he's evil, but he is like a dick yeah. for doing this. So he has it. The it is like I don't know what you would call it, like a STD or mm-hmm. something. And he, and he takes Jay on a date. And he keeps trying to, like, almost, like, hint that he wants sex. Yeah. And she's just like, no. Mm-hmm. So, like, so he tries again, and then she kind of goes in for the kiss, and then they make out, and they have sex yeah. in his car. And then he, like, chloroforms her <laughs> so that he yeah. can, like, strap her to a wheelchair and explain what's happening now. Because he wants her to live so that mm-hmm. he doesn't have to worry about this anymore. So, one of my the things that I noticed this time around that it's just like a nitpick, really, uh, is how does he know all this information? Because he says that it was some random girl in Mexico that it was a one night stand. Yeah, so it's like if it was a one night stand, I don't think he would have got any information. Yeah, I think time. he would have died. Yeah, so it's like, oh man, how did he get any of this information at all? Do you think it was, like, one of those, like, she slept with him, and then she left him a note? Oh, uh, maybe. And, yeah, like, maybe, like, she she one-night stand mm. him. It wasn't, like, the traditional, the guy stands yeah. the girl up. That would make a lot of sense, because that was the thing that was bothering me the whole time. How, it's like, how do you know all this information? Yeah. And I like how he doesn't know everything. No. He's very much just, like, it looks like anybody... Uh, like it, it can even look like like your loved one. So he's experienced yeah. that it looks like someone before. Um, it slowly walks. It's not stupid. So he's definitely yeah. experienced it doing one of the many things it does. Yeah, and that that's something that's like truly terrifying. Is it's this like unstoppable force. They've tried killing it, and it still seems <clears throat> to like follow them around. Uh, I think they say. Like, the director said that's, like, even if you go on a plane somewhere, it's still smart enough to figure out that it could also, like, board a plane itself. Oh, shit. So, it's, like, it's not like you could just, like, outrun it for, like, years. Yeah. Because, like, it'll find a way to get to you. Yeah, like, uh, they they do take uh, cars multiple times. Mm -hmm. And they are waiting a while for it to show back up. Yeah. But I'm assuming... If you drive really far in one direction and wait there, you probably could buy yourself a day. Yeah, because they do that a couple times where it's like, they don't really show or say how much time has passed, but it's assuming it's been like a couple of days and stuff every time they drive somewhere. Yeah, because they drive up to a lake at one point, Mm -hmm. and then they drive back home, and then uh, they're waiting like three days for it. Yeah. So if you drive really far and come right back, you know... It's yeah. going to get stranded somewhere. Do you have, like... Have you uh, imagined a goal? Or, like, how would you beat this thing if you had it? So, 
God, if I had it, it and like no one believed me, yeah, then like I don't know because like I couldn't imagine uh, like still trying to have like a normal life, yeah, like go to work every day. Oh hell no! <laughs> because like, how do you explain to your boss like, oh no, I gotta leave at a random point? Yeah, you know, like I'm, unless you could get like a fake doctor's note or something. Yeah, but I think I would probably just try to drive somewhere. Okay. I like. I feel comfortable at chill when I see mm-hmm. it. Drive back home. Okay. Maybe and then maybe have like a work from home job. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Or maybe like uh, if you had the money, RV it. RV you, it. And you just keep trucking constantly. Mm. But there's gonna be that one moment where you're gonna run out of gas. Yeah. You're gonna break down and you just have to run away from it. You know what I thought yesterday while we were watching the movie is. They kind of do it in this movie where they throw a blanket over it and then everyone's like, oh shit, there it is. And I was like thinking of the Invisible Man. It's like, just throw paint on it. Yeah. And it's like everyone can see this humanoid thing dripping with paint following you. So it's like, people will believe you now. Yeah, kind of a fucked up thing I thought about, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just kind of a bad person Uh deep down. But if I had it and then I slept with someone... Uh Uh-huh. I would then, like, throw paint or something in a uh-huh. crowded place, get it on it, and let the thing kill that person. Yeah. To kind of, like, prove, like, that there's, like, this ambiguous force out there. And then I'd run away. <laughs> the problem with that is they no one could help you. Exactly. So it's, like, you're just, like, killing someone just to, like, prove it's, like, hey, and then you get arrested for questioning. And then now you're dead because you yeah. can't leave. So, my thing is, do you think you would be able to, like, survive quite a bit in a prison? No. Because, like, we see that it has to enter somewhere. Yeah. So, it would have to, like, climb a fence, get stuck in barbed wire, get out, and then find a way into a prison. So, I'm going to say, if you got thrown in prison, you would probably have five days. I think you have, like, two hours. Really? Yeah. If it's right outside the prison... It, it seems to... F- oh, yeah. Whenever someone opens a door, it'll just sneak. It'll just, it'll, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you five hours tops. Then. Yeah. Never mind. The whole scenario is on Because once you're in a cell, you just have... They just have to <laughs> wait until, like, a guard opens the cell and then they come in. And I also don't know how strong it is. Yeah. Because it, it was able to burst a hole in that door. Yeah. But then when it did that, it took a while to crawl through. So I don't know... If that was just a movie suspense moment, or if in, like if this thing was real, would just crawl right in immediately. I don't know because it, it 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 was also able to like knock Paul like far. Yeah, like, and it gave him that gnarly mm-hmm. bruise scar so thing. It has. It's stronger than most like humans, yeah. obviously. It's definitely supernatural, like force. Like it could just do whatever it wants. Yeah. It seems, but it can't phase through walls, which I like. Yeah, I like that. You know, because it's physical. It's yeah. like things could interact with it when it's, they like smash a chair on it, it breaks. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming if like I don't know, because it doesn't seem to really kill random people. Yeah, because it didn't kill Paul. No, it just when pushed him out of the way. And even when Paul's trying to shoot it at the pool, it's like still looking at Jay, but he's like putting his hand yeah i know he's trying to swat he's like stop it yeah <laughs> because like when he because so so they sh- successfully shoot the thing twice three times oh three times they sh- she shoots him once at the uh at the beach 
Yeah. In the neck, and then Paul shoots it. Oh, twice, twice. at the pool. Yeah. yeah. Both in the head. And every time it gets shot, it's only down for like not even a minute. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Like, would do you think you'd be able to contain this thing? Yeah, maybe. Like, like, what if you got it to go into a cell, and mm-hmm. it, and then that cell never opened? Do you think it would just like slowly chip away at like the I, steel? I think so. I think it'll just like start punching, and like just slowly get out. But I was like, maybe if you like throw it in a hole, and then fill it up with concrete, <laughs> and then just like have someone observe it, like yeah. every once in a while, and then like keep fixing the cracks yeah do you know um the scp foundation stuff yeah this is like one of them i feel like yeah like like this fits super well into that whole like universe it fits in that universe and it also feels like it it came out of um like someone's religious mind or it's like see sex is bad yeah this is what sex does to you kids it's like a total like pro like super catholic uh, like upbringing where it's like if you have sex your dick will fall off and you'll die (laughs) (laughs) so uh jay gets it from hugh Mm -hmm. also known as jeff and they find him again and he explains everything to them and he is fucking paranoid oh yeah uh it you could definitely see this has now taken an entire toll on his life which watching this time it's almost like this thing. I know it's kind of like it's like oh, it's like a demon STD. Mm-hmm. I feel, I don't know if this is like I didn't look up any trivia, but this feels like almost like the like what happens when someone gets like sexually assaulted or abused and they have to yeah. live with that for the rest of their life. Yeah, and how like they just think like any person coming around could just do that to them. Like that's what I feel this time around. Yeah, this this movie definitely plays a lot on those feelings. Um, Especially when, before Jay even realizes that there is, like, an actual monster, you can see, like, she's definitely traumatized. Yeah. Like, after the whole experience, and, like, she's looking at her body, like, she doesn't even know who she is anymore. Yeah. Um, there's, so, there's another character, so, I guess a character, so we have Jay and her sister. I don't remember the sister's name. I think Kelly? it's Kelly. Kelly. And then they have a friend, Yara, who's, like, almost, like... I don't know if it's, like, a director or a writer kind of having mm-hmm. influence, but she kind of, like, does a lot of things. She's reading this book by Doi Efsky or something like that. Yeah. And it's, like, mirroring the whole story almost in a way. Yeah. Like, a lot of the things that she brings up. And then they have their friend, Paul, who is simping so hard for Jay. Uh, Paul's the worst. I don't like Paul. You don't like Paul? All right. I never liked Paul. And then we have... When we have Hugh and Jeff, mm-hmm. and then we have Greg, yeah, who Greg is probably the worst character, yeah, like not written but worst person. Okay, why do you say that? So, so like, he's kind of like he kind of looks like the bad boy on the street. Mm-hmm. Like he's kind of like the good looking guy. <laughs> Paul immediately is threatened by him. Oh yeah, <laughs> Paul's giving him the puppy dog eyes. Like, don't take my girl. She's my favorite letter of the alphabet, not yours. Paul's like a fucking not even beta. He's like Delta. <laughs> so um, Greg helps them. He has a car. Yeah. Um, and so he helps them take him to the lake and stuff like that, and just kind of like help out and everything like that. And then I don't know how it comes to be, 
But after um, Jay ends up in the hospital after crashing a car, Mm -hmm. um, her and Greg have sex in the hospital. Yeah. So I don't know what their conversation was because he did it to kind of help her. But I think internally, though, like outside, Greg just wanted some puss. Well, yeah, I I believe that. Greg is only saying these things to get Jay to sleep with him. That's how I look at it. So that's why I think he's the worst character. Because Greg doesn't believe it. Not um, at all. Because even after he has sex with her, and she's like, have you seen it? Like, ha- what's been going on? He's like, it's been three days. I haven't seen anything. Yeah, because this is their part where they where he drives them to the lake. Yeah. It comes for them. <coughs> her friends kind of see it a little bit. Yeah. And so, but Greg doesn't. No. So, Greg just thinks they're all fucking crazy and that they destroyed his property. And, uh... So, yeah, I think, more or less, he's just kind of like, I'm asleep with this girl because she crashed my car. Yeah. You know, it's it's probably because, well, Greg helps just because he's there. They don't ask him for help or anything when it's, like, when she leaves the house and she's, like, swinging on the swing set. He's like, okay, if you don't want to go home, where do you want to go? Like, yeah. I'll drive. And he does that no questions asked. Yes. Just because he, like, notices she's freaked out, and I think they're in the same class together. So. Yeah, because they're neighbors. They live across the street from each other. Yeah. And when Jay is dropped off by Jeff, mm-hmm. and she's, like, you know, a victim. Yeah. They call the cops and everything, and I think it's uh, Greg's mom just goes, that's a fucked up family. So, yeah. like, they had experience. So, maybe he just feels bad in the moment. Yeah. She says, like, she says it kind of judgy. She's like, uh there's always something wrong with him or something. Yeah. Because I think it's also hinted that Jay and Kelly's mom is an alcoholic. Because she yeah. works a night shift job, and then she's, like, never around. We see her twice. Yeah, but we don't even fully see her. Yeah. It's, like, really quick. They talk about Jay's experience with Jeff. Uh-huh. And then that's how we found out that Jeff rented a house in the area under a fake name to do this to someone. And yeah. then he, like, goes back home. And then we see her, I think, like, once in the beginning, she's pulling groceries out, and that's it. Like with, The mom? Yeah, maybe. No. I, she's on, like, it's the, when um, Jay goes back inside the house after she goes in a pool. The mom's sitting at the kitchen table, but her back's turned to the camera. Oh, okay. She's just, like, on her phone or something. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, you know, I want to talk about the... Uh, the scene before, um, like, after the, when Jay runs away from the house from at the first time, and they're, like, trying to track down Greg, or not Greg. Jeff. Jeff. They're trying to track down Jeff. And they go into his, like, crack house, <laughs> and that whole, like, investigation thing, I was like, it's so weird because they're just, like, rummaging through the house. Paul instantly just starts reading porno magazines. So, <laughs> right before that scene, um, Jay's freaked out, and Paul's like, I could stay at your house. Yeah. Which immediately they were like, no. Yeah. But then he, like, is able to sleep on the couch. And uh, him and Jay are on the couch talking about when they were kids. Yeah. And they talk about that story that they found all those porno mags, and they were just reading them yeah. out on the front lawn. So, it's almost like when they were kids, it was funny to look mm-hmm. at. And so I think he, like, kind of, like, 
is like he's an adult and he's looking at them. I think it's it's a it's almost like that like that sad feeling, you know. I guess it's like is like he's longing for something, but it is weird that he just picks it up and goes, I'm gonna start looking at this. Yeah, he just sits down on his mattress and starts looking, and he like there's like fucking tissues full of junk on it. Yeah, and he like just takes them off. He's like I'm gonna read through his magazine. But that's how we find. Uh, our first clue of how to find Jeff because mm-hmm. there's a photo of him and a girl. Yeah, which I don't think it's the same girl from the cold open. No, it's a different girl. Yeah, I think it's just someone random. Yeah, but she's wearing like a cheerleader outfit for a school, uh-huh. so then he goes there and stuff. Which I was gonna say, like, how plausible is that that you go to a high school and then you with a picture of someone and you're like, go to the main office and say, hey. Who is this guy? Do you know him? Do you think they're just going to, like, like, oh, yeah, let's look through the yearbooks? I think this is almost where, like, the ambiguous era pops up. Because uh-huh. there's no way they would, A, be able to let be let into that school. Yeah. Because they're in college now. Yeah. There's no way they'd just let random college kids into a fucking school. I guess they look young enough. Two, I feel like back way in, you could probably do that. You probably walk up and be like, hey, I'm looking for this person. And they, the person would be like, yeah, let me look through their yearbook, you know? It's weird. And, like, the whole ambiguous, like, timeline thing also makes sense because um, the photo looks like a standard full-color photo that we get nowadays. Like, it's not, like, three by four. It's not square. It's, like, a rectangle photo. That yeah. Very modern looking, and then when they go to the school and look through the yearbook, it looks like an old black and white yearbook. Yeah. So it's it's pretty cool. I like that whole like it it's not matching up at all. Yeah, and it, it I rem- I remember thinking about that, and I was like, this is cool. It it seems like they got the information pretty fast. It's like photo school. They got a name instantly worth the house. So it's like okay, you kind of like have to like. Just, like, be like, it's a movie. Like, stuff like that happens all the time. Yeah. But there's a couple parts in the movie where, like, it just happens. Like, it's like, oh, it seems like you were just, like, trying to rush towards, like, the next thing. And, like, not really caring about, like, how you get there or, like, how you figure things out. Yeah. And I wonder if it's just, like, deleted scenes. Maybe. Um, I don't know. I, I feel like... This movie didn't want to linger on that part. Mm-hmm. It wanted to do more other things, like because yeah. like the pool is the big set piece that they're trying to go with into, you know. So they're trying to lead up to that. So maybe they're just kind of like, all right, fuck this part. But even the pool, which is like the main like showdown, there's no real discussion or like like talk about like why they think that plan will work. Yeah, that's like all happens off screen. So maybe yeah. they did film, like, guys, yeah. I have a plan. Because they just kind of wing it with Paul. This is all Paul's idea later. Yeah, Paul's like, do you trust me? And it's like, shut up, Aladdin. <laughs> <laughs> Paul, Paul's just trying to show that he's a useful simp. I guess. But it, that jump from do you trust me to they all pack in a car, go to a pool, and then start setting up, like, electronic devices. Yeah. I was like, how the fuck did you come up with this idea? It's like, there's no, like, indication that that monster reacts to electricity or water or anything. It's just, like, that's the plan that they come up with. Yeah. Which I get. They're, like, scared kids. So they're not adults. And they're, so, I don't know. It just seems like a very impulsive thing. And it seems like we were missing something from researching and talking to 
Jeff to go into that. Yeah, I feel like because not a lot of people know what mm-hmm. the fuck this is, the only person that knows anything is Jeff. Yeah. That they're just kind of like, they have to throw things at the wall and hope they yeah. like stick kind of thing. So I kind of like that idea. I totally get the whole, like, you just kind of have to roll with it. Because, yeah. like, when you think about it or talk about it for long enough, you're like, wait, this doesn't... Like, how did they get to this point? Yeah, and I, 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 I do want to <coughs> say, I like this movie. And... I understand it's like if you explain too much or you show too much, it takes away some of like the unknown or like the suspense of the movie. But it's hard for me not to compare it to other similar movies that have similar premises where there is like a phase where it's like, oh, we gotta track down like this like this thing. It's like who gave it to Jeff? And like maybe they like look for the girl in Mexico or something. It's like, there's usually some form of research, and it's like, the only time I've seen it get hurt is by this, or something like that. Or maybe they, like, go in the library, or, like, the girl who's always on the Kindle thing. She's like, oh, I, I've read about this before. Yeah. So, like, just something to tie it all together. Yeah. Because she, Jay is always swimming. It looks like it's fall, maybe mm-hmm. 45 degrees out, yeah. and she's swimming. Yeah, and that's like another thing. I feel like that was something that either it was in the background, like in photos, or like maybe she used to be like a swim meet like star or something that was just lost. That's like, what is the symbolism of her always swimming? Yeah, because um, after the pool, after they go to the pool and they try to kill the thing, mm-hmm. her pool at home is ruined. Yeah. Or, yeah, around there. Uh, like, cause they have one of those like setup pools. They just like put the pipes together. Yeah, well, and yeah. It, it and it breaks, but but we don't see it. It just kind of like happens. Yeah, like I'll so see. it's it's weird because like I I don't I don't want to dig too deep into it because it's just it's just uh-huh. a movie. But like maybe it's like it seems like they're they just became college kids. I think she's supposed to be nineteen. So yeah. Yeah. So like maybe like swimming was like a very fun freeing activity that she used to do yeah and now it's like you're getting in like you're having sex going on dates mm. she talks about that whole growing up thing and then uh now it's like that one thing that she really like doing swimming to mm-hmm. f- be free is like ruined yeah because uh their attempt to kill that the thing just like makes all that blood appear in the water yeah and maybe it ruins it for her kind of thing so maybe that's like the simple that i don't know that that might be me pulling was the backyard pool break like being broken was that before or after it might be before so it might be like it might symbolize that this isn't gonna work <laughs> yeah i don't know it i did notice that too this time around i was like what happened because <laughs> it looks like someone broke it it doesn't look like it's just down for the summer or anything yeah because down for the winter yeah <laughs> but i don't know but um I do want to talk about so so she so she has sex with Greg. Uh-huh. Greg gets it. And uh this is where we see it like in full action going after someone else that's not Jay. Yeah. Which I like that a lot like mm-hmm. showing it cuz earlier when Paul is staying at the house, it breaks their window to get in. Yeah. And uh and then it comes in and shit like that. But um we get to see it from the outside looking in, which Jay just kind of lets it happen at the start. Like she's uh-huh. like, 
oh, it's not going to get in. Yeah. And then it just takes up that rock, breaks the window, yeah. and just immediately hops in. I'm like, okay. She does try calling. Yeah. And he doesn't pick up, so she's like, <sighs> and then I think that's where she keeps watching. Yeah. But, um. And then she goes in, which is such a scary fucking thing. Yeah. Because it looks like somebody else when it goes into the house, and then it looks like Greg's mom when it's in the house. It almost looks like it was Greg. That's what I thought. Yeah. When it's, like, walking in. Yeah. So, when it does that, I was going to say, when it's outside, and I think it is Greg, this, like, monster or demon or whatever it is, tends to always dress in white. And I don't... When it's, like, the tall man, it's all in white. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't notice that. It's always in white. Yeah. And there are a couple times where it doesn't dress in white. Where it's that girl that, um, like, breaks into Jay's house in the beginning. It's dressed in, like, shorts and a tank top. And it's, like, different colors. So it's either, like, naked, all in white, or just, like, for certain characters. It chooses an outfit. Yeah. That one was weird, because um, usually when it's just walking towards you, uh-huh. it's just there, walking towards you menacingly. Yeah. But that one was, like, peeing on the yeah. floor. It was, like, very uncomfortable. It kind of gave me exorcist vibes. Yeah. When, after she comes down the stairs and she does all that weird mm-hmm. shit. That's kind of what I got, but I'm not sure if that's, like, a callback or just trying to be weird and freaky. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It's, like, that one... That version of that monster was my least favorite, just because it felt undeserved. It it, it was, was it it didn't match at all. So it it felt like they did it just for the sake of being creepy and uneasy. But other than that, it's like it's never done that before. It's never done that since. It was just that one time thing. It looks very different from any of the other ones because all the other ones just look different. But this one looked. Like, she looked all fucked up. It looked like she just got beat up or raped or something. And then she starts peeing all over herself. So it's like, is this someone Jane knows? It's like, from the past, that's like, also like, maybe it's like her trauma or something. That's yeah, like, like manifesting in all of this. Yeah, but I'm like, it, it just, it felt off. And I get why they did it, right? Because it's like, it's a movie and it's a scary movie. It's like the same reason why, how some people have trouble with like the Annabelle doll. Because it's like, no one would make a real doll that creepy. And I was like, yeah, it's a movie prop. Yeah. But, I don't know. That that version of it... Was the worst one. I think for me it was the worst one. I, I think I agree with that one. I didn't like that one, and I didn't like the guy on the roof. Because it broke one of its rules. It's always walking towards you. And, yeah. And for some reason, that incarnation of it, just mm-hmm. standing there. Yeah. Because even when she's getting in a car every other time, it's still walking, it's towards, still walking her. towards her. It's not like it's like, all right, fuck. I gotta catch the bus now. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like, I like it when the movie is doing, like, a good job, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know how else to phrase it. It's like, I like it when it's keeping up the tropes. But when it does things that are just to be spooky, like when it's standing on the roof and it pans up and he's there. Or when it's that girl peeing. Or there's a couple other shots where it's like, it was only supposed to be scary. And that's it. Yeah. I, I that that's when it lost me a little bit because it's like that feels cheap. It's like keep doing what you're doing because you're doing a good job. Yeah. Like you don't have to like throw in these like weird like shots just to like freak out the audience. No, like if it did that every time, mm-hmm. then it'd be okay. Yeah, 
But yeah, because yeah. then it's like it's different. Like if it was like a Pennywise situation where it's like, oh, the sc- more scared you get, like the like the best, it's better for him or to like eat you or whatever. Because that's like whole the whole Pennywise thing, right? It's like he wants to scare you before he kills you. Yeah, he tastes better when you're scared. But it's like this one doesn't show that, so it's like I don't. And then when it grabs Jay at the beach, it seems like the only other time we see it kill, it jumps right away. At gray. But this time it's like... It messes with her hair a little bit. Yeah. Before going in with the kill. It's like... I didn't get that. Because I was like... Why mess with her before you kill her? It doesn't seem like... It's ever shown that before. Yeah. Yeah. That's a weird one. Um, On the beach is the only time it takes the form of one of her friends. Yeah. Which is Uh, cool. I did like that. Yeah. And her friend is there, just not next to her. Mm-hmm. So if Jay didn't did see her, it would just look like her friend was walking, mm-hmm. which is very fucking scary. I like that. The first time I saw that, I was like, "Oh shit, is that like the monster following them?" But then I saw it was Yara, and I was like, "Oh," I was like, "There's Pa, there's Kelly," and then Greg just wants to go pee. It's like, "Oh, okay, that is her." And then it cuts to Yara's in the water. In the water, and then you're like, "Oh, that's not her." So that was cool, but <laughs> what I think is funny, it's like, it doesn't really take me out of the movie, but if I was Jay, and I knew that someone was coming to kill me, it's like, why is she the only one facing the water? Like, I would be looking everywhere around me, but she's like the only one that has her back turned towards, like, everything else. It's like, why are you looking at the water? Yeah. <laughs> And she doesn't see Yara walk up to her because it's like so it like defeated the purpose of like turning to someone that she knows because it's not like she turns around and she's like oh that's just Yara yeah um yeah okay I can kind of see that kind of is like a little weird now but yeah it, it it's like um that's like you said it's like the more like if you really wanted to like fucking cinema sins this you totally can. Uh, and that's not, like, really the purpose of, like, what we want to do. But there are just some, like, very, like, obvious ones that, yeah. like, bothered me a little bit. And they bothered me the first time I saw it. But rewatching it this time, like uh, I mentioned earlier, it's like, or yesterday, rewatching this closer to a TV and, like, on a bigger TV, I noticed a lot of different things. And, and a lot of the things, like, were just, like, more obvious, I guess. Yeah. Like, a lot of things, like, that would have normally went over my head this time around, I was, like, picking it up, and I was like, what, what's what's happening right now? Yeah, I think the second or third time I watched it is where I picked up, like, the the form it takes at the pool scene mm-hmm. is the dad. I did not catch that the first time I watched the movie. No. But, like, the second or third time was panning over all the things. Yeah. Um... It- I think it was that was effective because um, what Kelly's like, what do you see? Uh, Jay's like, you don't want to know. Yeah. And I was like, why does she want to know? And it's like, hey, yeah, you're right. I didn't notice it was a dad until yesterday, actually. Yeah, that's a line that like I remember hearing that the first time, and I was like, you fucking just tell them. But, yeah. But now this time, like, I get it. Yeah. Um, one thing about this movie, I don't know if you feel this way, but. He- have you ever just been like hanging out with friends it's uh-huh. like summertime you're a kid and you kind of like don't have responsibilities 
and it's like that almost eerie feeling of like you know this time of no more responsibilities mm-hmm. is ending because that's what these kids almost feel like for me okay like like none of them like well paul and kelly have a job it seems but yeah. it doesn't seem like jay has one yeah, Jay doesn't like, really she's, show what she does. She's like a student or whatever. But like the way they all hang out on the porch and stuff like that, mm-hmm. they kind of give off like the vibe like this is our last summer kind of thing and they're bored hanging out and stuff. Yeah. And it kind of gives like this weird feeling of like they don't know what to do. Yeah. And I hate that feeling. <laughs> you don't like that feeling of like just in the moment, I guess? Well, like in the moment is like definitely fine, but like... I don't know, they just, like, it just looks so, like, I don't know, so much dread, and, like, everything mm. sucked. Like, that's, like, like, here they're watching, like, a shitty fucking, like, movie on, like, the TV. Yeah. Um, like, they don't go anywhere. That seems fun. Like, like mm. no one looks like they're having fun at all or trying to have fun. Yeah. Before or after Jay gets this. The only, the only time it seems like anything is, like, fun happening is when Jay's getting ready to go mm-hmm. on her date. And how, and then after she had sex with Jeff, how she was talking about like, oh, so excited for this and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then, then that just gets ruined. Yeah. So it's just like adulthood, everything sucks. And I hate the feeling of that, but I did it so well. Yeah. Well, this movie also tries to like talk about that in, in some ways when Jay, uh, po- post coitus is like talking about. <laughs> How she's like, oh, I remember when I was a kid, I used to, like, dream about going on dates with boys and, like, just driving around in a car with my friends. And it's like, and now that I'm, like, an adult, I don't know, she's like, says, like, like, why? Like, like, so eager to grow up or whatever. Yeah, I think that's definitely, like, a big thing with, like, people. It's like, we're always so eager to get mm-hmm. older so we could do certain things. And yeah. then when you hit 18 plus and you don't have, like you know regular school anymore Mm -hmm. you're stuck doing other shit you don't want to do yeah and yeah like (laughs) you're right their life does seem very mundane uh before the incident happens and even like after it all like after everything happens it seems like they're just on a run for like a solid week yeah like back and forth like it doesn't feel very stable no because uh they they're searching for jeff for I want to say like a day two days and then they go immediately to the lake house and then they're there for at least three days yeah so it's like they Kelly does ask Greg he's like is your mom not gonna care that you're like driving us around and he, she, he's like she wouldn't even know I'm gone but what about their mom yeah like cause um I know Kelly and Jay's mom they said that she is like a night shift yeah. So she wakes up, like, really late and stuff like that. But I think also, like, the whole idea of, like, her mom not being around at all also mm-hmm. implies that there was something else going on. I just get alcoholic vibes. Well, because if that's her mom mm-hmm. sitting at the table and they're talking about Jay's experience, she's pouring a flask into her coffee. Yeah. It's also probably, um, assuming the dad died or something. Or, like, left them or something. Yeah. Which is, like, why... She's so distant to her kids. Yeah. And Paul's situation, I don't know. <laughs> Paul seems like the kind of guy that would be at home most of the time. But he Paul's the only one that's constantly drinking, or we see him drink, because he's the one that has a flask. 
And then he's the one that's, like, drinking beer when they're hanging out. Yeah. Because I think the other people are just, like, drinking, like, soda or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I didn't pick up on that, but yeah, yeah. He seems like the more, like, adult or, like, trying to prove he's an adult to Jay. Yeah, he's trying too hard. He really is trying too hard. <laughs> he is. <laughs> because, like, all right, I'm not going to lie. If I wasn't with someone... Mm-hmm. And by by I liked them, and then this happened to them, uh-huh. and there was hardcore evidence. Yeah, I would be like, "Yo, I'm so sorry. I will not have sex with you." And I w- and like Jay's not asking him, but he's asking her. Like, yeah, he like grabs her hand, like I can help you, and she's like, "No, I don't want to do that to you." No, and, like, and, I want and he's this. like, he's like, "I want this," because like it's almost like this thing. It's like you become like connected mm-hmm. like i don't know like when someone loses their virginity they're very attached to that person yeah you always hear it like the stories like your first one will never be the same kind of thing mm-hmm. so maybe paul never got over that his first kiss was with jay so he wants his first time to be with jay because he likes her so much and now this whole like this demon mm-hmm. std thing will connect them on another level okay but they're so young that it's like doing this like mm-hmm. rushing into this like he's fucked for life if she breaks up with him paul is i really don't like him or his character because his whole motive is just like to get her in her pants the whole time but like in a way that's like respectful <laughs> i guess but because he's not forcing her himself he's trying to just be like like please let me help you like please like like what do i have to do to prove myself yeah and there's a couple times where it's like he gets upset with Greg because it's like he's another threat. He gets um, upset when Kelly says that Jay's going to go on a date. And then that's when he starts drinking on the porch. Because when Jara's like, your, your sister's so pretty. And he's like... <sighs> <laughs> he's like, I know she's pretty. Yeah, and then I think when Jay reveals that it's like she lost her virginity like in middle school or something to like some kid. Yeah. So, like, Paul never knew that. Yeah, Paul doesn't even look at her when she when she yeah. says that. So, that, that it shows that he's hurt even more. So, it's like, he never was on her radar. Yeah. Until, like, this. Yeah. Because, like, after, like, he, like, does so much for her, I think then she, like, starts to, like, feel a little bit towards him. But it might just be one of those, like, in-the-moment things. Because, like, I don't think they had chemistry at all, no. and I think they were just friends, and I feel like she will break up with him in the future. Yeah, well... Unless they grow together. <laughs> what made me uncomfortable is whenever Jay had sex after the first time we see it, she just has this look on her face that she it, she's just going through the motions, and she doesn't want to do it, but it's just like, she she feels like she has to in a way. Yeah, cause um, <laughs> cause like after her and Greg have sex in the hospital, mm-hmm. it cuts to she's just sprawled on the bed like, I don't know, like it like just her look and everything. Uh-huh. It's like you said, it's just like, like she's like fuck, I can't believe I just did that kind of thing. Well, cause when they're having sex, Greg's like smiling and having a good time, and she looks, she's like like staring off in the distance and like not really into it. And the same when it happens with Paul. Yeah, which like kind of reinforces how I feel like this is like almost like abuse victims, like yes. what they feel after. You know, it's like, you know, sex is like this thing that you do when you love someone very much, hopefully, yeah. and then now it's ruined. Yeah, and that that part made me really uncomfortable. 
Yeah, it, it did a good job at, like, getting that, like, across. Yeah, because there's even the point where, out of desperation, she sees some dudes on a lake on a boat, and she's like, starts stripping to, like, go swim after them, and I, I, like, she, the director said that she didn't go through with it. Yeah, no, she didn't go through with it. But we don't know that as an audience. Like, she just, we just see her next driving home. <coughs> All wet. Yeah. So, like, she went in the water, but I don't think she had the guts to go through with it. Yeah, because, like, essentially at that point, you're just condemning someone to death. Yeah. Just so you can save yourself kind of thing. That's what Jeff did. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, and I think Jay has too much of, like, a conscience to do it. Yeah. Because after she gives it to Paul, Paul even, like, I think has, like, a moment where he's like, I could sleep with one of these hookers. Yeah. And that like, I could just, like pass it on you know so i was gonna say do you think he had sex with the hookers or do you think he bailed i think he bailed he bailed yeah because also that's like not a bad way to get rid of it if you're willing to go mm-hmm. through sleeping with someone who might be yeah. dirtier than you think because hopefully they will just keep having sex well it's not like if you have sex with someone and that person has sex with a ton of people that's not how it works it's like they have to it's like a line yeah well no i'm thinking like so like if Paul's up with the hooker, mm-hmm. the hooker sleeps with a guy. If that guy dies, hopefully she'll have sex again before but before uh, it gets to her. Okay. So it's a constant putting one person in front of her. Gotcha. But the thing is though, because he doesn't know her, yeah. He doesn't know when she dies. Yeah. So that's like a thing that'd be really hard because then like it could be any day. And you still have to look over your shoulder. I think that's why Jeff is so scared when he yeah. sees Jay. He's like, you shouldn't be here. Like, it'll get two at once kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, like, if, if you were going to do this, like, you, Jeff almost had the perfect plan. Fake mm-hmm. name and everything like that. But if this was current time, try to figure out Jay's whole full name and stuff mm-hmm. that so you could Facebook stalk her. Yeah. And then when she dies, everyone's going to be mourning her on, online. Mm. Especially if she was as pretty as everyone keeps like saying, like, oh, she's so pretty and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. You know, someone's gonna mourn her. Probably her sister. You know, um, what I always had a th- a question on, and especially after watching it last time, after they go to the pool and they like fight with that monster, or whatever. Paul shoots it in the head. Jay looks over the pool, and it's just... The pool is just covered in blood. Yeah. And we don't see the monster after that. So I was like, do you think they killed the monster? Or do you think it's still there? Because after that, they go back to the house. And they're just, like, chilling. Well, they're all, like, sleeping on the bed. Then Paul and her have sex. Paul goes to have sex with hookers. We don't think it happens. And then movie's basically over so when they're walking at the end of the movie they're holding hands you could see someone behind them but walking. i was gonna say so like is that it or is it i not? don't think it is because that person's like in really colorful outfits and like it's wearing like a really bright blue jacket and like it looks like it almost has the same vibe as that girl coming out of soccer practice yeah where mm-hmm. i think the movie's trying to make you think it's like is that it? It could be. It couldn't be, but I don't think it is because other than that girl who peed, everyone else has had a solid look. It's either been in all white 
or naked, and that person just looked like a normal person. And the yeah. movie, that monster has never maybe it that changes look. for Paul though. Maybe we maybe. only maybe we only get to see like certain iterations of it depending on who it's going after. Maybe, but because because when it's walking into Jeff's house, uh-huh. I mean Greg's house, she sees it looking like Greg. Uh huh. So maybe Greg will see it looking like someone else. Who knows? Maybe like you see it different because it changed what three times very quickly when it was chasing jay that one time it, it changed a lot yeah because it, it came in looking like that really tall guy and then when she rounded a corner it came out looking like a like a different girl and stuff yeah. so maybe it's constantly changing i do like the theory that about the whole color scheme hmm. <coughs> i like to think that it is the thing walking behind them Okay. Just because, like, now they're together, so maybe it's colorful. So maybe it's like Jay's not alone anymore. It's just because Jay never says anything. Once, like, because they're like, do you see it? Is it, is it in the pool? And she's just staring at the blood. And I feel like that's supposed to be more symbolic in a way that they don't explain. Because we've never seen it bleed that much before. Yeah. And even when it gets shot in the head and it falls in the pool, it like immediately starts attacking Jay again. So it's weird that this time when it gets shot and it's like bleeding out everywhere, okay. it doesn't reach out for her or like cuz that would be a perfect way to do it, right? Where she's looking into the pool and she literally has her head over the pool. So that would be a like a horror movie moment where like they grab her head and bring her back down or whatever. Yeah. But that doesn't happen, so it makes me feel like either they really hurt it or something happened, you know? Yeah, oh, okay. Because we don't see it for such a long time until the last frame of the movie where it's like, we see it walking behind them as yeah. they're holding hands. But in that, like, 20-minute stretch, we don't see it once. Yeah, that is a really interesting theory, though, is that, like, mm-hmm. maybe they did kill it, kill it. Mm-hmm. But, but they just don't know. They just don't know. We don't know. Yeah, and it's one of those things, like, you'll never know because <laughs> no one else could see that yeah. creature. Yeah, it, it is interesting to think. Um, also, another thing that's popped in my head is, like, I so, like, we don't get to see the thing walking mm-hmm. until Jay gets it. And then certain scenes, we don't see it even when Jay sees it because uh-huh. the camera's more perspective on, like, from her friend's kind of view. Mm-hmm. Kind of like when it walks in the pool, how we don't get to see it right away because yeah. we're kind of, like, looking, like, Yara and Kelly's perspective. Mm-hmm. Maybe Maybe it is walking behind them that guy in the background isn't it mm-hmm. but maybe because it's go- now going after Paul first we can't see it mm. as the audience maybe just as an idea yeah I mean it's all like possible right it's, yeah. it's really up in the air like how this creature acts or moves or anything um, it, it's just it's very weird I, I noticed it just this time around where it's like because I was actively looking around the screen noticing like oh, am I going to see it this time? Am I going to see it this time? It's like, when you don't see it for such a long stretch of time. It's weird. It's weird. It kind of makes you uncomfortable. Yeah, and on the Blu-ray menu, the, like, normally it's like, there's footage of, like, the movie playing, but on the bottom half, where, like, the text is, is that shot of Jay's hands going over the pool. And I never noticed that before, of being such, like, a big moment. So it's like, why would they showcase it so much on the Blu-ray menu? 
And also, like, this time around, I didn't notice, like, there was that much blood in the pool. Yeah. So I was like, what happened? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting. Mm. Like, th- that would be a cool theory. And it's like, and I doubt, like, they'll ever, like, really confirm any of that. No. Um, I was going to say this for, like, my final thoughts. But if this movie gets a sequel, I'm going to mm. be mad. There's like a parody sequel. I saw, I saw. <laughs> like, I think I, I, I think one time I was like, "Will they ever do it? If follows mm-hmm. two? and uh, it popped up, and I was like, "Holy shit, they made one!" And I was like, "If follows two slowly." Yeah. And I was like, "Oh, it's a parody." Um, I don't, I don't think they ever can. There's just, there's not a lot of meat left on the bone after this one. Yeah, they would have to like take the premise and add like a couple more like ideas yeah. to a new set of characters. Yeah. Or maybe like Jay and Paul when they're older. But I don't know. I feel like I don't know. Cuz it's like it's there's a lot of tension in this movie. But like I said there's not really a lot of kills. There's two, I think. So we got the cold open and then Greg. Greg. That's it. Yeah, I think so. So there's only two kills, and if there was a sequel following the same characters, it would be, like, what would it be? Just the same thing of them running around again? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, there's no way Paul and Jay, if, if they're together, they wouldn't just, like, have sex with anybody. Yeah. So, like, it would definitely be one of those, like, they're trying to get away from it, and then Paul dies or something. Like, that's how yeah. they would play it. Or... If they did it, it would be, like, a prequel explaining, like, what this thing is. But then that would just be a really bad movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, like they would have to have, like, such a super interesting origin story mm-hmm. for it. But more or less, it would just be, like, someone is, like, upset at someone yeah. or something. They did something bad, and now they're just getting, like, revenge. So they, like, go to, like, a Necronomicon. <laughs> Well, it's like, it's like we like I said, this is like similar to the thing. And when they did that thing prequel, it was also like a bad movie because it's like, it's essentially the same kills that happened in the original movie, but worse because it's like you're trying to explain a thing that's like, it's unexplainable. <laughs> yeah, the only thing I liked about that prequel mm-hmm. was just how they tie it together with the dog. Yeah. That's pretty good. But that's, like, two minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, and, and there's a couple other parts that are, like, I don't know, like, interesting. But, yeah, like, usually prequels don't really do a lot of mm-hmm. movies justice. No, they and don't. I, and I feel like for this, it would just be kind of like they would just go down, like, a, I don't know, like a demon route or something. Yeah. Um, this, this premise has been around and, like, I think other movies tried adapting it. And changing it a little bit. Uh, there's a movie like Truth or Dare. Where it's like similar. Where it's not like there's something following you. But it's if you play that game Truth or Dare. Um, if you don't do what it's what you're told to do. You die. Or it makes you kill yourself. Mm-hmm. Have, yeah. you, have you seen that movie? Yeah I've seen that movie. And at the, it's like, at the end it's like. They make a YouTube video or something. And like, so like now the whole world is cursed. Yeah, it's like that the new Ring movie or not new, but one of them. How oh, yeah. it be, how the Ring movie goes viral? Yeah, it's yeah, like, that's stupid. It's one of those. Where it's like because it's just like, it's like just like this. It's like you can only give it to one person mm-hmm. technically in front of you. Yeah. So it's very like this personal 
scary story. Yeah. You know, like you can't just go sleep with like a thousand people and now you have a thousand people in front of you. Because mm-hmm. if it works like we think, you only put one person in front of you. Yeah. And then if that person dies, then you're all alone. Yeah. Because that- no one else can see it. No one else can help you. So that's what I like. It feels very like grounded, centered. And mm-hmm. I feel like they did a very good job with this and expanding on it would just be kind of like a waste. Yeah, there's not really much to expand. It's it's such a it's such a simple premise and they nailed it. Leave it. Yeah. It it's also one of those premises that's like if like I feel like if reading it off a piece of paper and you're like so it's a ghost, it gets sexually transmitted to you and it follows you around. Like that idea says like how do you make it like a movie out of this right yeah because like going off of how you said about the whole truth or dare and stuff like uh-huh. that like that style of movie feels more like one of those like okay we need to get teenagers to go on dates to go to these movies yeah if they did it in that vibe it would have sucked but they did it very like artsy indie kind of feel so okay I, so, like, I feel like the premise could have been ruined <laughs> yeah. if they've shot it more like that. But um, you just scroll past it. But this movie feels like a cabin in the woods, like how it takes one part of a genre mm-hmm. and they make it really cool. Yeah. Just with, like, a very simple idea. Like, yeah, I was going to say, like, on IMDb it says uh, the Babadook similar. And I would agree with that one. Yeah. Like, Babadook also feels like if it's a very personal story where it only follows this one person. And you've seen a Babadook. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. And, like, that one's, like... It, it takes it to, like, another extreme because it's also one of those things where it's, like, it's always there. And always. it's never going to leave you. But you just have to learn to, like, deal with it and, how, and live your life around this thing. And that's what, like, Jay and, like, Paul have to do at the end of the movie. It's, like, you just have to live with it, you know? Yeah, just, like, also cementing the whole, like, how it's, like, abuse victims. Mm -hmm. Like, they have to just, like, move on with their life in the best way they can. And uh, I feel like that's very poetic. It is. It's, like, it's always with you. Like, no matter what you do. And that's what I really like about the movie. Um, As far as, like, uh, the cast goes, I really like Jay. Yeah, Jay is really cool. Um, I I think they cast Paul very well. Paul's yeah. Paul fits like his actor fits the vibe of that that simp character. Sorry yeah. to him, but that's is what you look like, man. I'm sorry. Yeah, he's um. Uh, what is his name? His name is Kier. Kier or Kyer? Kyer? Yeah. He's is he the guy that I was saying yesterday? The one from Atypical. Oh, yeah, he is the guy from Atypical. Oh, my God, he is, yeah. Yeah. He kind of gives that vibe off of, like, there's something off with him. Oh, my, that's a terrible picture of him. Oh, my God. <laughs> but, yeah, you're right. He he is, like, cast really good as that character. Um, when I first saw this movie, I thought Jay was, like, such a pretty girl. Like, her, everything about her is, like, it's such, they pick, they did a right choice of, like, choosing someone that's like attractive but not like what some people like uh like uh it's not like a um she's not like 
bombastically hot. She's very like cute. Yeah, she's no like she's not like Megan Fox. Oh, she gives vibes of like girl next door kind oh, of totally. like like she's cool. Mm-hmm. The, like like you want to hang out with her and she's pretty mm-hmm. and stuff. So yeah, yeah. And she cries really well. Oh it's, my god, I said it every time. I was like, this. She's so good at just sending a tear down her yeah. face when she's in the hospital bed. Mm-hmm. That's a really cool scene. But when she hears footsteps mm-hmm. and she lets out that one tear and it goes elegantly over her yeah. nose i was like damn i wonder how many shots that was like i know I, i'm surprised that like after this movie i thought she was gonna be in a lot more yeah. and i haven't seen her in much no and she was also really young when they were like filming this movie too yeah she's like 1993 so 2014 she must have been so she must be like 20 21 yeah yeah uh, oh, oh, wow. she, she was in the guest. I don't know that. Hmm. I know she's in a movie that came out this year. Or La- Watcher. That one's supposed to be really good. Okay. I'm going to keep that on my radar because she's yeah. very good. Yeah. Um, super, I forgot about the hospital scene until I brought it up. But that was a scary moment for her after she gets in the mm-hmm. car accident. Not because of being in a car accident. You know how she sees her arm broken, mm-hmm. and then she looks on her feet, and she moves her feet? Yeah. Imagine if she broke her leg. Like, that's probably oh. what her first thought was. She was like, I can't move from this thing. Oh, that would be terrifying. Yeah. You, you know I was going to say something about that? It's like, so she crashes because she's running away from the monster from the lake house. And she's very hysterical. Yeah, and she's, like, looking behind her. She doesn't see a truck pull out. So she turns, hits a mailbox, and then goes into the corner field. Is that enough to break your arm yeah i think it was just the way she hit because i don't know if she was wearing like a seat belt or whatever so she could just like kind of hit in a weird way okay like because also the cast is i hate it (laughs) because she puts in the water all the time so much and it looks like it's not even set it looks like it's like breaking constantly yeah and i don't know if that's like metaphor or not but i hate it (laughs) i hate it so much i know when when I was watching this, I think, not the first time, but the first rewatch I did, I was like, oh, maybe she broke her arm in real life, and they just had to write this in, because I was like, there's no way that crash would break your arm, because it's like, we see it happen, the airbag doesn't go off, and she's like, driving, she just goes, don't, so it's like, her arm's here, it's like, I don't know. It's like I maybe, maybe she can. brought up her arm when she hit. She did it. We see her hit the steering wheel. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because I know she has a little cut on her yeah. eyebrow, but that's where she hits the steering wheel. Um, but I was like, okay, whatever. But then when I we see her in the water and stuff, I was like, no, she she didn't break her arm in real life. There's no way they would like make her do that. Yeah. So I was like, I don't know. It was just weird. It's just a thing where it's like, I guess it's just to like cripple her a little bit more and like make you sympathize with that character. Maybe. But that's something that is, like, one of those things that's, like, unbelievable to me. It's like, how did that work? How did she break her arm? How did that happen? Like, yeah, I, I really didn't even think about it. It's kind of like, I was like, what? fuck it. Which is, like, how you're supposed to really watch this movie, you know? Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> but. um, There's so many other things that I really wanted to bring up, but is there anything that um, you, like, really want to talk about? I really love, like, just, like, how the movie ends. I do like I like the movies with those kinds of endings. Yeah, like like one where it's just like 
it's not resolved in the mm. way that it's a typically like you have problem and you fix it. Yeah. It's more like it's a problem and now they just dealt with it. And I like that a lot because it's just kind of like, I don't know, that whole personal story kind of feel. It's just like sometimes you can't fix things yeah. in your life. You just have to move on. And uh, it, it is funny. I do laugh every time it happens. But when Paul is shooting at the monster... <laughs> and how he shoots Yara I was like oh my god I laugh every time because it's so funny because like he is shooting at nothing yeah it's something but he can't see it and she and Yara's like (laughs) standing there (laughs) and she gets fucking got in the leg that's what made me hate Paul because it's like it's not like Paul's vision is obstructed he could see Yara standing there. He's aiming at Yara's direction. Yeah, I, so it's like, move, dude. Yeah, I think it's like one of those things like he's focused on where Jay's pointing. Yeah. And he's so in the moment of like, I have to kill this thing. I yeah. have to get this girl. And he's like, honestly, Yara is also an idiot. Yeah. Because he fires two rounds before he gets her. Yeah. You know, Yara's character creeps me out. Uh, but she was like, she's always reading that book. Or it's like, I don't know if it's like philosophy or something. Yeah, it's called like The Idiot. Yeah. And it's when she's in the hospital and she's talking and she's reading uh, oh, like that, the passage. That line is so good. Yeah, and she's talking about the passage, something like. I know I have it. Oh, you have it? Yeah. What is it? Uh, your soul will leave your body and you will no longer be a person. And that is certain. The worst thing is that it is certain. Yeah. Like that is, it's like. Jay has to deal mm-hmm. with this, and that's certain. Yeah. It's either die, like sink or swim. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's where the water comes. It's sink or swim. <laughs> that's the symbolism. I just blew the doors off that. Dude, case yeah. closed. That that thing, which is like, it's really like symbolic, and it adds like another layer of the movie. But when she's like doing it in the hospital, but she's like eating her sandwich, and she's like, check this out. Um, man's getting tortured, and, like, nothing's scarier, because it's, like, he knows that in, like, in a day, in an hour, in a minute, right now, <laughs> like, his soul will leave his body. It's like, Jesus Christ, yeah, like, read the room. <laughs> yeah. But that is, like, probably, like, the creepiest part of the movie, not, like, the ghost, where it's just, like, man, like, yeah, you just have to, like, deal with it, and it's, like, it's, like, another, like, I guess, like, metaphor for, like, death, right? It's, like, it's like it's the scariest thing about it is that it's certain. It's like yeah. there's nothing you could do that's gonna stop that. Yeah, like I know, like the big like, uh, like Facebook meme at the mm-hmm. time, but not at the time, but years ago, like mm-hmm. only two things that are certain: death and taxes. Yeah, and it's like, hmm. so it's like this movie just has like a lot of um, like very cool moments. I would say, yeah, um, there is a lot of that in between that's like I would cut. Or add to add to I guess is like the yeah. better way to do it. Yeah, if this movie got a DLC, mm-hmm. it would help out a little bit. Yeah, maybe patch some stuff up. I think maybe like patch up like some of the writing. Some of the writing is a little awkward. Um, but other than that, I really like it. Mm-hmm. The the one line that I don't necessarily like so much is when they're all on the porch drinking and playing a card game. And then Yara's like, your sister's so pretty. Annoyingly pretty. And Kelly's like, I know. It's like, 
That came out of nowhere. Like, why are you saying that she's so pretty? Uh, because uh, I think they bring up, like, oh, where's Jay tonight? Yeah. She goes, on a date. goes, oh, she can always get a date. Like, yeah. she's annoyingly pretty. I've heard people talk like that, though, when, when, I, when yeah. I was in high school. Okay. Yeah. So, like, it fit. But, yeah. But, like, I don't know. High schoolers and early adults, they're awkward as fuck when they speak to each other. Yeah. They're probably doing, like, um, which I guess is... It's not that impactful where... It's, I can see it being purposeful, but it's when Jay gets assaulted, and the mom's talking to, I'm assuming Greg's mom, or someone else, it's like another lady, and the first thing she asks, instead of just being like, oh, is Jay okay, or like, like what happened, it's like, oh, did she catch anything? Yeah. It's like, oh, who says that? Yeah, it's also one of those, like, read the room things. Yeah, it's like, if your daughter got assaulted, like, sexually assaulted by someone, that's not the I, first thing you would ask, like, did she catch anything? I think, like, it would be, like, is she okay, and did they catch him? Yeah. Not, oh, ew, gross, kind did of thing. catch anything? It's like, Jesus Christ, it's like, I get it, it's like, that's the premise of the movie, it's like, it's like an STD, but it's like, that's just a weird line. <laughs> yeah, I guess it kind of, like, gives off that feeling of like oh shit yeah like no one cares kind of thing oh totally because like the only ones that really care are like her friends mm-hmm. and at first they don't even know what the fuck is going on no when she's getting dropped off uh at the house and they're like hey is everything okay and yeah. like dude i would be like walking towards that car at that moment it's like that is so weird like <laughs> yeah i don't know i don't know it's just one of those movie moments it is one of those movie moments, and this movie is very, like, it's very beautifully shot. It's such a good movie to look at. So good. <laughs> so good. So, uh, if you don't have anything else, that's it for me, too. Yep. Alright, uh, we'll take a break, and we'll get back to some trivia. Alright, and we're back. So, here's some trivia that I found. I got one. You got one? Okay, go for it. So, it was... I didn't look it up, but you said when they were drinking on the porch, they're mm-hmm. playing that card game. Do you know what that card game is? Old Maid. And I love the symbolism of that. Why? What's the symbolism? Do you know how to play Old Maid? No. So, you have the Old Maid. Uh-huh. Usually, you play with like regular cards. It's like the Joker. And you're just trying to give it to someone. So, okay. you don't end up with the Old Maid in the end. Oh. And I like it because it's like it's get passed around constantly. Okay. Kind of like this whole idea. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. Like, I remember I pointed that out to Nadia the first time we watched the movie. I was like, then they're playing Old Maid. And she was like, I have no fucking clue what that is. So yeah. I was like, it's a card game. You pass it around. I'm like, it fits so well <laughs> with the movie. Because, like, at the end, like, the thing is, like, everyone has touched the Old Maid. You know? That's uh. the whole thing is, like, who is who gets caught with it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've never played it. I only knew it was Old Maid because the card said Old Maid on it. <laughs> yeah, I think that's like a really cool, like yeah. little detail. And, and and they don't harp on it for very long either, so I like that. Yeah, it's very passing. Uh, okay, so I have the uh, the film's concept derives from a recurring nightmare the director used to have, in which he would be stalked by a predator that continually walks slowly towards him. Oh my god. <laughs> what a bad nightmare, dude. Dude, I've, I've had some shitty nightmares, but... Oh. <laughs> or someone's just, like, walking towards us, like, stop! What do you want? 
It's like someone's trying to sell me something. (laughs) The time frame of the movie is intentionally kept undefined so that it resembles a dream. Some of the cars shown are from the recent times. Many appear to be from the 60s to late 80s. Early CRT television sets are shown whenever the characters are watching movies. Conflicting technology includes Yara on a device that looks like a shell compact, but she reads from it like an ebook reader and uses it as a light source at one point. Also, the girl at the beginning of the film uses a cell phone and drives a modern car with several modern vehicles in view. Do you think that the cold open is in the future? I think it's just like, it's just trying to merge different like yeah. timelines. But it would be so interesting. It would be. I, I don't know who that girl is other than like someone Jeff slept with before Jay. Yeah. Or maybe it's just like not connected to them at all. Maybe it's this like is like ghost. yeah, it's like it's like previous, previous, previous. Because mm. like we don't get like 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 we said, it's it's kept intentionally this way for a reason. Mm-hmm. We don't know if there's a future, past happening somewhere else. Maybe it's a different STD ghost. <sighs> I wonder if it's the girl in the picture with Jeff. Yeah, that's what I was wondering, but I don't know if they would do that. Also, I, we didn't talk about that. She runs away in heels. Yeah. So she she was probably running all night. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Uh, according to the production company, the film's budget was $1.3 million and was shot entirely in the state of Michigan for tax advantages. A year after its theatrical release, it grossed over $20 million. I like how it also, when it opens, it doesn't just say Detroit or Michigan or whatever. No. Like, we only know it when they're walking to the pool... Mm-hmm. How, how Yara says, like, my mom told me not to go anywhere near south of a mile. Yeah. And I was like, oh, they're in Detroit. Uh, I think there's a couple of, like, spots where if you live in Detroit, you would know what it is because they use, like, actual locations. Yeah. Uh, in the background of certain scenes involving crowds, there are some people seemingly walking slowly in view towards Jay and her friends. This would give the viewers a sense of anxiety over the possibility of any of those people being the entity. Trivia cause of the entity. At around nine minutes, the theater features featured at the beginning of the film is the Redford Theater, a historic Japanese-style theater with a fully functioning Warritzer organ in the old Redford neighborhood of Detroit, Michigan. The Evil Dead premiered there. Sick. So, yeah. So, like, yeah, I guess they're just, like, I think the ice cream shop is also, like, an actual place. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. At around 46 minutes, the dilapidated house that Hugh hid out in and Jay and her friends explored is a house style called the American Foursquare. This style was popular from the 1890s through the 1930s. Many floor pans for the Foursquare feature circular traffic patterns where one can proceed through several rooms and return to the starting point without ever reversing the path. Kitchen, vestibule, living room, dining room, and the kitchen, for instance, in some homes, adjoining bedrooms, share closets, and bathrooms. This kind of fluid floor plan would make this house style particularly desirable if an escape from the it was needed. Holy shit, that's so cool. <laughs> that's such like a hidden thing though. Mm-hmm. Like like only someone who knew architect or knew what the yeah. fuck that was would know this. Yeah, it's cool. This movie does a lot of those things where it's like little details that if you pay enough attention chef's kiss (laughs) you'll notice like i didn't i noticed that this summer when they were walking around the house like they were looking at the bottles and i think greg was looking at some here 
and she goes through like rooms and there's like another one there but and then she could see like someone from the other side so i was like oh that's kind of cool i i didn't i but i didn't know like the whole house is like that i thought it was just like the living area Jay and Kelly's mother face as never clearly shown in the first scene in which she appears in the film. She is seen talking on a phone in the kitchen with her face completely covered by her hair. In every other scene, her face is either out of focus or partially cut by the frame. So I guess it's to show she's not really around. She's absent. (laughs) Yeah. It's like the whole peanuts thing. (laughs) Yeah. Womp, womp, womp. And in an interview with Vulture in which he was explaining the reasoning behind the group's seemingly vacious plan to lure the creature leading up to and during the final confrontation director david robert mitchell insinuated that they're just kids trying to find a way to defeat the threat in their own way he explains it's the stupidest plan ever it's a kid movie plan it's something that scooby-doo and the gang might think of and that was sort of the point what would you do if you were confronted by a monster and find yourself trapped within the nightmare ultimately you have to resort to some way of fighting if that's accessible to you in the physical world and that's not really going to cut it he goes on to state we kind of avoid any kind of traditional setup for that sequence because in more traditional horror films there might be a clue that will lead them to figure out a way to destroy this monster i intentionally avoided placing those instead they do their best to accomplish something and we witness its failure it's a problem it's probably a very non-conventional way of approaching the third act confrontation but we thought it was a fun way to deal with it yeah, like I said, like it's just kids trying to yeah anything that sticks, and also he thinks that they failed. Yeah, I mean he's the director, so I guess so. Yeah, but theories aside, I do like yours where you're like mm-hmm. maybe they did kill it. Yeah, maybe the plan failed, but they still killed it. Yeah, but that. So let's go on to our final thoughts, Nick. You start us off. I like this movie. <laughs> um, I recommended it for a reason. Uh-huh. It's pretty spooky, I'd say. Uh-huh. Um, talking about it more this time, because I think every time I watched it, I never discussed it. I think uh-huh. me and Nadia like, talked a little bit about it, but we're like, oh, I like that movie. That's cool. Yeah. We kind of leave it like that. Talking a little bit, there are some like inconsistent, weird shit going on, but I recommend it. It's one of my, it's not my most recommended movie, but it's one of the top five. Okay. That I would recommend to people. Um, and I think I'll keep recommending it. Hmm. Um, yeah. I will give it like an 8.5. Okay, cool. Yeah. For spooky season, maybe it doesn't hit all the marks. Uh-huh. But, you know, it's early October, so maybe yeah. it's kind of like one of those setup things. So, yeah. I like it. I like the themes. I like the tone. Um, symbolism is super big with me. So... Yeah, that quote that Yara says at the mm-hmm. end, I was, like, stuck on that for, like, weeks. Really? Yeah. Oh, man. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I I like this movie, too. I, I was telling you um, yesterday, I was like, I had a bad experience with this movie the first time I saw it, so it left a bad taste in my mouth, mostly because I just missed the beginning of the movie, so I had no idea what was going on for the entirety of the movie. Yeah, basically, you came in, like, uh, her friend's. Like, they have no idea what's going on. <laughs> I came in when she gets dropped off at the house. Holy shit. Yeah. So, I missed, like, the whole, like, don't let, like, it's a monster following you. Because I was just confused the whole time. I was like, is she crazy? This <laughs> was, like, the, the whole thing. I was like, what's going on? And I was able to, like, piece it together, like, just by conversations and stuff. 
But I remember leaving the movie just, like, pissed. I was like, this was such a waste. It's like, I should have just gone in first and, like, just waited. And so, but, yeah, so it took me a while to rewatch this movie, actually. Uh, I think I ended up buying it on Blu-ray for... It was on sale or something. And I was like, fine, I'll watch it again. And I watched it, and I was like, okay... This makes a lot more sense. <laughs> I, I get it now, you know? Well, I'm glad you gave it another try because, uh, yeah, that sucks that you missed the beginning the first time because yeah. I feel like anyone would be like, this movie sucks. Yeah, because, like, if you miss the whole opening and, like, explanation of what's going on, this movie doesn't make a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because, like, you could chop it up to, like, oh, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. Which, which is one of the main reasons why I would give this movie... I don't want to give it, like, a C, because I don't want to say it's, like, middle-of-the-road average. But I would give it, like, a B-. Uh, I really enjoy it. I think it's a really good movie. And it does give me the spooky vibes. But I like movies, especially horror movies, to be ones where if you walk in halfway through the movie or, like, at some random section, like, someone's watching this in the living room, and you walk in, and you're like, oh, what's this? And you start watching it. Like, it'll draw you in. But I think this is one of those movies that if you walk in halfway through and you've never seen it before, it will just like confuse make, you. it confuse you and then you'll be the person that's like, what's going on? Who is that? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it's fine, right? Some movies aren't really meant to just have rewatchable scenes. And this is one of those movies where it's like, this is one of those that you just have to enjoy beginning to end. Mm-hmm. All the way through. Yeah. It's like, don't like walk in halfway or like, 20 minutes in like I did at that point it's just like restart the movie <laughs> and yeah because of that that's why I wouldn't give it like a higher grade but I do enjoy it enough to still give it a pretty good grade I would yeah. say like yeah. a B minus yeah yeah it's around the territory I'm at B yeah standing. oh shit I just realized I said 8.5 I'm doing letter grades now <laughs> B. B B yeah so yours is like a little bit higher than mine yeah but that's fine I think you've seen it more times so you like appreciate it more yeah uh but yeah it was it was nice revisiting this movie there's not a lot of movies like this or no. like in this like genre yeah very like slow burn thriller yeah truly a slow burn <laughs> yeah like um I know one person I recommend this movie to they're like no kills, Nick. Like, this is mm-hmm. not a horror movie. I'm like, well, horror doesn't mean... Oh, God. That I... it's it's going to have kills constantly. Because, like, when you just have an abundance of mm-hmm. people to slaughter, you don't mm-hmm. care. Yeah. You're just there for the fun. Like, like no one watches Saw for, like, ooh, what's the philosophy? Yeah. No. Dude, I hate it when I recommend horror movies to people. And they were like, this movie sucked. And it's like... Because there's no jump scares or, like, 20 kills. You think it sucks. It's like, no, dude. It's, like, it's scary and it's, like, in, in a different way, you know? Like, not yeah. all horror movies have to be, like, riddled with jump scares. Yeah. Or, like, have any kills. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Like, what are my some of my favorite movies, like, The Conjuring. I don't think The Conjuring has any kills. Yeah. It's all, like, ghost stuff. Yeah. I think there's two in the series. <laughs> Of The Conjuring? Of, like, one and two, sorry. No, that's all right. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I know, like, I know, and I also know that's why like, Mia likes those kind of movies, because they don't have a lot of kills, if any. It's yeah. just, like, spooky. And I think it's harder for movies to accomplish that, like, spooky vibe without showing blood, gore, and, like, yeah. kills. 
Because they're trying to get audiences in there. Yeah. And they're trying to get them to recommend it. Yeah. So. Yeah, because it's like, that's a more challenging goal of getting the audience in the right headspace to be scared. Because, like, anyone could just, like, jump scare you. Like, yeah. You just have to do a loud noise. <laughs> yeah. I'm prone to that, so. And this movie doesn't have a lot of jump scares. I would say two, The maybe? ball hitting the window. Uh-huh. And then I think when someone knocks at the door and Jay freaks out, that might be a jump scare. Maybe. Oh, when the tall guy shows up? Uh, I say that was like kind of like building into a scare. Oh, yeah. But I think when someone knocks at the door, she screams. So I think that could be a jump scare. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. But like nothing where it's just like constant, like 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 the music's building. Mm-hmm. Also, the soundtrack's pretty good. I like this. It's oh, like very synthy. Yeah, that very synthy vibe. You know, um, this is just an indie movie. It is. Even though it made it to theaters and stuff like that. Well, it's a very low budget. A million dollars, dude? Yeah. Like, some actors require, like, like a five million salary. Yeah, right? Uh, you know that ball jump scare? Doesn't make a lot of sense. Because uh, the girl turns around and she's like, oh, there's a ball there. But then we see it's, like, that pervy kid. He's, like, at the window on the roof. Yeah. Like, where the fuck did that ball come from? Like, he was I, on the ground to throw it. I think he might have brought it up with him, and he hit the window, and it went on the ground. But if it seemed like someone, like, tossed it at the window. Yeah, I guess you're right. So it's like, unless it was the ghost. Yeah, right. <laughs> Like, the entity trying to break the window with the ball. But, yeah, that was... It Follows. I almost called it The Innkeepers. <laughs> that was It Follows. Uh, good choice, Nick. Really yeah. good choice. Thank you. Uh, next week, we're gonna follow us up with one of my favorite movies that I haven't seen in a very long time, Poltergeist. The original? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Yeah, I love Poltergeist. And it's like one of those hotly debated movies where it's like, did Steven Spielberg actually direct this movie? <laughs> or did he like bully the actual director into like... She making it look his way because it does feel very Steven Spielbergy. Yeah. So, I have one problem with the original Poltergeist. Okay. Is um, all of the shit that happened uh-huh. when filming the movie? Uh-huh. We probably talk about that in the trivia or whatever. But after learning about all that, I feel like they should just stop making the movie. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a problem with that, like, internally, where I'm like, if anything goes that bad, that wrong, like, and that scary, it's like, please stop what you're doing. Well, that's what makes it scarier. No. That's what with The Exorcist 2, remember? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, we we do get a good movie. Mm Mm-hmm. I do remember liking this movie. I haven't seen it in years, but... It's been a while. I remember when the remake came out, I really wanted to watch it. Me and Nadi went to go see it, and... The theater laughed. Really? At the clown part with the doll. And I'm like, and I was like, what? Yeah, that's way scary on the first one. Yeah. (laughs) I think it's just because it's practical on the first one. Yeah, it's not CGI. No. It still looks a little goofy, though. Uh, Yeah. But yeah, I'm excited to uh, watch and talk about it next week. Because, like I said, it's been a while since I've seen Poltergeist. Yeah, I hope I still like it because. It is one of those ones that's like, it is a solid, yeah, scary movie. Yeah, so if you like what you heard, rate and review us wherever you're listening to your podcast. And until next week, don't forget to look over your shoulders, guys. There might be someone following you. Oh, shit. Bye. Peace out.